Welcome to La Mezcla Latina, where we discuss all things music, culture, career, and lifestyle regarding the Latinx community. I'm your host, Dominica, and I can't wait to chat in this week's episode. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn more about La Mezcla Más Rica. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of La Mezcla Latina. Today, I'm joined with Alex. I'm so excited to have her on because we've been following each other for a while. You and I met on like a Facebook page for uh, a lifestyle vlogger that we both follow. So I forget exactly how and when we did, but it's been like a couple months now, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember that I like saw your last name and I saw that it was Martinez and I was like, oh my God, I know she's Latina. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then I love seeing your post because you're always so positive. But do you want to tell um, everyone a little bit about you? Hi. Um, well, I'm really excited to be on your podcast. And I just like got so excited when you messaged me because you started a podcast and that I love when people start like a podcast or channel or anything like kind of like new little venture um but a little bit about myself um my name is alexandra um and i'm like 24 which is crazy to say um i'm peruvian so i was actually born in peru um but i'm currently i've been living in the u.s for like a few years now since i was eight and now i'm 24 so it's been a while um i have like a little podcast i also like enjoy like love doing youtube um and then i also have my like full-time job um yeah so that's a little bit about myself a hustler doing a little bit of everything <laughs> so you said you came here when you were eight can you talk about that experience like how was that do you remember when you were young in peru like do you have those memories still yeah i love like i love saying that i'm from peru because i'm like very proud of like yeah so i love when people like ask me like can you tell us can you tell me like a little bit how that was um so i grew up um in a little town called um san bartolo and it's like on the coast like right on the beach so huge oh, nice. i love the beach so much um and i grew up and my i still have the best memories from there i loved being there and just you know like my parents decided to move for better opportunities which is i feel like something that a lot of people can relate to when they move or when their parents decide to make that change um and of it was course. tough i mean as an eight-year-old like my mind was kind of like oh we're going to see my cousin because my cousin lived here um and i was like so mm -hmm. excited hadn't seen her in like a couple years um and it didn't really click with me you know like my parents didn't want, want to fully like say like we're never going back or anything like that because they were unsure themselves yeah. um and so it was a tough tough thing to overcome um and i feel like I had a very rough time with the change because I pictured my life from being little and like having all my family around and like being so used to running around the streets and like jumping on my grandpa's truck and like going to the beach, you know, yeah. like such a great memory, such great memories that I have. And like then having to kind of realize um, as I got older that that wasn't going to be the case anymore was really hard for me to grasp. Yeah. Um, and so I went through a diff uh, various different hard stages. I felt like I, I had like some resentment um, with like my parents, like growing up, especially because mm -hmm. like I also still was about to hit that teenage year. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You're eight years old, so you're still young, but you're also like already fully developed and you have your personality and your likes and whatever. Yeah. yeah. So also like just growing up 
in that middle stage of like still not being super content with the stage of what had happened i yeah i had a really hard time grew some resentment but i like as i got older though like you know like i was so grateful like the older that i got i was like okay like i totally get it like i understand yeah you become more Mm -hmm. aware yeah and it didn't take me until like i think fully like maybe like 16 17 maybe 18 to fully kind of like accept the fact that this is this was the best choice and I understood because as a little kid you kind of just see like oh you're playing like you're having fun you don't really my parents weren't the kind to like let me know like we're not doing well economically we're really struggling you know they didn't really put that burden so in my head everything was fine like everything was okay like you know we were fine um yeah but I didn't know the real struggle of what they were going through. Um, And my life really changed a lot, like being Mm -hmm. here versus there. And I love just knowing where I come from and how I grew up. It's just like something that I love. And being so proud of it also, because full disclosure, I, I saw your story yesterday. And so I listened to your episode with um, the Sydney mm-hmm. Chip podcast. And it was so cool, like listening to your story, because I you talked a lot about like the differences in terms of like you grew up with your grandma taking care of you. So do you want to touch a little bit on that? Like, yeah. how was the difference between going to school here and there and like having that different family dynamic? Yeah. Um, so when I was little, my family dynamic was kind of... <laughs> Very different than when I moved here. My mom was not really present and not because like, you know, she uh, didn't want to, but she got her doctor degree in Peru and she wasn't able to be around. She had to complete like her residency, which over there meant you kind of had to go away to um be so it's time yeah so she was um more up north in um more poor areas and she was away for she had to be away for like a year or two um so it was very hard i had to my dad would try to take me every now and then it was like a 13 hour bus ride um it was such a long bus ride i still don't forget like being on the bus and like my dad really like trying to like take me every now and then but it's hard so i saw her like maybe like once every few months or something Oh my gosh, that's a long bus ride, especially being so young. Yeah, so it was really hard um, not having her around. But I mean, I had so much family, which my focus wasn't really like, you know, and I also had my grandma. So like, yeah, um, I had my grandma from my mom's side. And I mean, my grandma from my dad's side as well. Um, My grandparents overall were really around me. Um, But I feel like my my grandma from my my grandparents from my mom's side really really were kind of like kind of took the role in a way of like my parents in a way um because my dad just worked in the city um which was a little bit far away as well from our town Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of time spending with my grandparents and honestly i i was okay i mean i was a little girl like i didn't really like my mom that was your normal yeah it was my normal like i was okay um and i loved it i loved spending time with them and they were really my parents and so i hold like so much respect and love yeah. like i literally facetime them every single week i just did yesterday um so they kind of took that role and I think when I moved over here, um, my mom really kind of opened up to me about how she felt in terms of, you know, feeling a little bit guilty for not being there as much. Um, Right. So 
I think once I moved here, my family dynamic, um, obviously my grandparents were no longer really here. They come to visit mm -hmm. like once every two years or something. But yeah, my family dynamic really changed and it was me and then my mom and my, I'm sorry, me and my parents. My brother wasn't born there. I was an only child for a while. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was. So it was you taking all that heat and everything. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of like an only child and and I guess I was fine, but I feel like it made me a little bit spoiled when I was little. Um, so, oh, for yeah. sure, yeah. I mean, I had cousins and everything, but it wasn't the same. I mean, I was still an only child, but... Yeah, because you're like their little princess yeah. at that time. But I relate to that because I grew up, like my parents obviously mm -hmm. had to work, and mm -hmm. so my grandma took care of us, and I lived in a house with my mm -hmm. cousins. So we we had each other, so you know it was fun because we got to entertain mm -hmm. each other. But at the end of the day, my grandma was the one that cooked yeah. for us, and we watched the novelas yeah. with her and everything. So I relate mm -hmm. to that a lot. Yeah, and honestly, just it it's very like I love I loved having them with me, and part of the change of coming here and not being around with them was like part of like a big thing for me um so i i'm very close with them like i love them so much um my life would have been so different without them you know um but completely but yeah like my my family dynamic really changed and it was just me my parents and me being here and then my parents i saw them really work hard to kind of because um, we moved into a, an apartment with my cousins who were already here and we had a little room mm -hmm. and then my brother was born like a i think a, a few months later or maybe like a year later um so that kind of also changed and then i had a little brother um the room i remember when we moved here the thing that i always remember is that we didn't really have anything you know like we we literally did not have anything so it was a lot of like free things that my aunt would like give us for to yeah. sleep on or anything and it it all also was like a lot of like um samaritan house here in the area um they helped us mm -hmm. out a lot i remember my parents couldn't like get me presents or anything so uh, we would sign up my parents would sign up for um for somebody to uh, kind of like padrinos like um, for a Samaritan house where people donate um, gifts or they kind of like adopt a family in a way to provide them gifts yeah. and stuff um, and I remember that I would get so many gifts from a Samaritan house I was so happy and we would get like you know stuff like that and we would kind of collect a little bit and our first TV is the one that we found somewhere on the street that actually turned out to work but is like black and yellow yeah. um, <laughs> and we found this like little rocking chair as well and like yeah we made it work and honestly like it's uh you look back and you're just like you're just so grateful for the the what your parents do for you because it's not easy like i recognize it's not easy mm -hmm. for them my mom had a degree like my my dad worked day and night they have their whole lives more than i do i don't really have my whole life over there so i feel like it was yeah you were so young yeah i feel like it's harder for parents to make that decision when they do something like that yeah. but they do it they really always made it clear that they did it for me like they did it for me more than anything for your future yeah, yeah I actually that's a good point that you pointed out because I was talking to my cousin the other day and we were like just reflecting mm -hmm. back on our childhood and we were we were thinking we, we were like our parents always provided like every Christmas we always had something maybe we didn't know how they were getting it or anything but no matter what we still had food on mm -hmm. the table 
like you know there was always something that like never went missing we never felt like we missed out on anything but you never really think about the struggles when you're that age you're like oh all my peers are getting everything mm, so yeah. like I have to do the same but then you grow up and then you talk to them and then that's when they like open up about the realities and you're like oh wow like my for you remind me kind of of my sister because you said there's like an age gap between you and your brother right? there's like nine years <laughs> Yeah, me and my sister are like seven years apart. And she's like, you're so lucky because I was the oldest. I had to do all the translating. I had to figure out like college, like no one helped me because no one knew. I had to do this, this and that. So how was it kind of guiding your brother through that? Because I'm sure you experienced a lot of that too. Yeah, um, so I had, I actually had two older cousins. Well, I still have two older cousins. So it's kind of like them two and then me and my brother my brother's the youngest so right now he's like 15 so he's still in high school um and like my older cousin I feel was kind of like the role model um but within my family obviously it's it was me like between me and my brother um but I I just I had to reach out to them for help a lot in terms of anything and in terms of like applying for anything, especially my my other cousin Jackie, um, who her his brother is the oldest one, so it's like him, her, and then me and my little brother. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of me reaching out to her when I had struggled with school, um, like a lot of me crying because I didn't understand what was going on. Mm. Um, and like with my parents, like how you mentioned, like having to translate to them and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, I still I still do that. Like, I mean, I yeah. don't live with my, yeah. I don't live with my parents anymore. I recently moved this year, but I moved like ten minutes away. So you're still close by. Yeah. So like I still go, and they still ask me, you know, like because my mom is actually taking classes still. Um, she's trying to get like a medical assistant degree here in the U.S. So she still asks me like uh how do can I, you correct this email for me can you correct my essay for me like can you correct you know all this stuff and i think at, like when we're young i don't know if anybody can relate to this but like when your parent asks you kind of stuff like this or they don't understand something or you know the phone like what do we do with the phone like um those kinds yep. of things like you kind of get irritated sometimes i feel like when i was living more there and like when i was like going through that a lot I would get like really irritated when I was younger because sometimes I was like uh, like okay this is how you do it but then they don't remember <laughs> sometimes it's like you have to explain again um but then the older I got I was like I like why am I getting irritated like you're yeah. asking me for help and that's the least that I can do for you you know like so the older I got I understood a lot more and like whenever she needs anything she'll come over or I'll go to her like we'll go over it and it's about it's really just like I, that's the least that I can do for somebody who just literally gave up so much of their life for me Everything. yeah um but I remember as like when I was little I would get irritated like oh like can you remember like my mom would try to write it down so she doesn't forget but you know they forget and she's like I don't know no sé dónde puse el papel. Like, like you know like I don't know where I wrote it <laughs> down that? like yeah, yeah but no it's definitely like and I'm sure also when you're younger it's like this is a government document mom like yeah, no sé yeah. Qué like what am I supposed to help yeah with? so <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's really funny, but yeah, it's something that I'm just like, you know, I, I w- what else can I like 
I can't just like say no. Like I need to be patient. Like I need to be understanding of it. Like, yeah, that's the least yeah. that I can do. And so you you mentioned that your mom is now doing um, classes for her medical assistant yeah. degree. I know you mentioned in your other episode that your mom was like almost done with her residency. And then when you got here, like you guys grew closer. How like do you think that would have been the case if you guys had stayed in Peru? That's very interesting. That's a very good question. I think honestly. It would have been still very different. Um, it would have kind of probably remained the same. I don't mm-hmm. think we would have been closer because like when she was, um, she finished her 10 years of school and then she went to do this residency and she, I like, I mean, based on what I know now that she communicated to me um, about her, like her studying and her everything that she did, um, I definitely do feel like our relationship would have been kind of the same because mm-hmm. her job is a lot. I mean, when she started kind of, she did start working over there and it was like in the emergency rooms, like she, she was gone for like a while. They need you always. Yeah, they need her always. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't feel like our relationship would have changed much. I feel like I would have maybe not had the best like experience I feel like as I grew older some as we grow older sometimes um I feel like we kind of notice like who's around us more um and all this stuff Mm -hmm. so we kind of remember and yeah I I feel like I would have still had a hard time with not having her around um and I feel like I would have just remained closer with my grandparents for sure. For the most part, I feel like they would have been kind of like my rock through everything, really. Yeah, like your go-tos. Yeah, so I don't really feel like she would have been around much. And it's not for her to blame, um, but I feel like that definitely would have been the case. Very different than now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially now since you guys just had to be like living together in that apartment. Like, you you know, you're much more closer yeah. also physically. You no, know, yeah, my mom, like in me are so close like I I literally tell her like any like kind of issues I have with any kind of um, rocky like friendships or anything that I really like you know feel like I need to talk to somebody I really do like I confide in her and she really gives me like advice that I really take into account because I've learned that the older the older I just get the more I realize that my mom's always right It's crazy. Always. Parents always know best. <laughs> Literally, it's crazy. Like when I was older, you know, in my like rebel times when I was like a teen, I was like, I don't want to listen to you. Like, I don't want to listen to my dad too. We would like butt heads so much. Um, my dad, especially, we butt heads a lot. But that, thankfully, we're not there anymore. But um, <laughs> with my mom, yeah, I feel like I definitely am closer to my mom than my dad. I know sometimes like people are like, I'm closer to this one this parent more than one parent yeah my mom's definitely somebody that I'm I'm really close to same my mom always like I this is the number one thing that always stuck with me and she's so right she's like you can have as many friends as you want but like your mom will always be your mm-hmm. best friend like mm-hmm. at the no matter what like I'm not gonna be vicious to mm-hmm. you I don't have another agenda like you're my child I'm gonna you're gonna yeah. be my best oh, friend I and love that. Be yours. <laughs> yeah and, it, and you go through so many situations and you're like oh my god my mom she knows she already went through yeah. it she's right yeah and it's crazy because you don't really think of like I don't really think of my mom like her going through like similar things that I went through but then like she's so wise when she like tells me and then I find out that yes she was right you know I I kind of sometimes I even had to go through it for her to for me to realize oh yeah she was right okay I need to stop listening to like 
anything but her at this point, I feel like. Yeah, you're like, I'm just going to save myself like from that trouble. (laughs) So on the topic of family, if and when you plan to have your own family, do you think being tied to like the Peruvian culture and all that tradition is going to be important for you to carry on? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I like what I picture if I ever have kids is, I mean, something that I kind of noticed also with my brother, you know, him growing up here Mm -hmm. versus in Peru. And he barely got to go to Peru like a a couple years ago Um, for him to remember. He went when he was a baby, but he doesn't remember. Um, And thankfully, what I kind of I might take also for my parents is, you know, the importance of having um, your child know Spanish. I feel like it's kind of like the base, like, you know. Yes. Um, and it's something that I really noticed with my brother that my parents really wanted for him. And I feel like when you're in, you grow up in a household like that where your parents are trying to learn English, but then like you growing up in like the US or something or feel like you need to learn Spanish, it kind of like kind of clashes in a way because like, yeah. you know, okay, so do do I learn Spanish or do I help my parents speak English? Like, you know, I've noticed that more as I grow up. And um, with my brother, I noticed that my parents really valued him speaking Spanish first. And they put him in this, um, it's called like an immersion school or something where they teach both, but they start with Spanish. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. Um, and for my family, I would love to have them speak Spanish because I feel like English is something that they'll I would expect go through and learn in in, um, school, you know? Yeah. When you get older, you pick it up so easily. Yeah, and I don't know if English is easier, but sometimes I feel like it's just easier. I don't know. That's just like me already knowing it, I guess. But um, now I feel like I'm kind of like forgetting some Spanish. Um, Sometimes some words, I'm like, wait, what? I'm on the same boat as you. Yeah, so I need to like speak more but thankfully, I have some friends that speak Spanish, so I'm like, I have to speak Spanish sometimes, um, which I love. But for my family, I would really want them to speak um, Spanish as well. Um, I feel like that being their first language is like the best thing that I can do for them and for their future, honestly. It's going to be nice. Yeah, and for their culture. Yeah. Um, and I really picture like having or taking my kids like to Peru for like whole summers, like three months, like in the summer or like, you know, to be around. I, I just like, I value like the humbleness of countries that aren't as fortunate as where we are standing right now. And I value that so much. So I feel like that's what kind of helped me be a better person because I, I always value being humble a lot. And so I want my kids to grow up in an environment where then they're not handed everything and where they know that it's hard work and that mm-hmm. it's tough and that we here have it better in many ways. Um, not in every way, but, you know, like um, there's bad in like ev- everywhere. But I feel like the humbleness, I valued it a lot from Peru, um, from other countries, like countries that don't have a lot. And I feel like being around that would be really great. So I would love to take my kids to um, have them there and experience kind of like my neighborhood where I grew up and like, you know, really know like where they come from. Yeah, like this. And this is where your grandparents moved from. This is where your grandparents brought me like, you know, like this is where I grew up, like really know where where what their culture is like. Um, And yeah, and kind of like have them experience as much of their culture that they can 
and that I can provide. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing to touch on because I, I guess growing up, your parents have to reiterate that because then that's when you recognize that that's your culture. And then when you get older, like our age now, that's when you can take it into your own hands to learn more about it and this and that. But I know you touched on language. Was it difficult learning like English when you were eight? Yeah. That was like my probably my biggest struggle in school. Um, I really struggled with learning English. And I remember like, so I left Peru when I was in like second grade. And then when I moved here, we we got here in the summer. So it was like June because the seasons are kind of reversed with Peru and here. So yeah. like right now over there, it's like sunny, like it's summer. And here it's like, we're kind of like entering winter. It's like snowing in some places. So we moved here when it was June 4th. I remember like 2004. Um, and it was really, um, it was really hard. We, I didn't start school until like later, like in August. Um, and I jumped into third grade so I got to third grade mm -hmm. and there was so hard oh my gosh I remember they placed me in like a, a table with like three other um, Spanish-speaking um, students and so I made like my first friend there but those are the only people that I could talk to <laughs> um, yeah no one no. else um, and I knew some little words because I was fortunate enough um, back in Peru that my my grandpa tried to get me into um, a school where they had English classes okay um, so I knew like little things um, but I didn't I couldn't really have a conversation with anybody and so I actually f kind of like I went Yeah, I I don't know if I failed, but like I think I kind of did. Um, like up until like <laughs> sixth grade, I think I went to summer school every single summer. Every single summer, okay. I went to summer school, and that was kind of like the norm. I thought that that was normal. I didn't know that every yeah, kid I did thought it. that every kid did it. And also, I would have to leave the classroom to go to my ELD um, sessions, my Eng English language development. Mm -hmm. So I would step out. Like, I think it was like once a week or twice a week. And it was all Spanish speaking students. And we had a specific teacher um, that would like help us through that as well. So it was very different and it was very hard for me to make friends. Um, it was really, really hard. I couldn't really talk to anybody. And so I, I was also very shy, though. I grew up very okay. shy unless like I was really like close or knew you like family. So... I was shy and then I couldn't really speak. So I just kind of kept to myself. <laughs> was it difficult like also making friends because people weren't Latinos or was it just mainly because of the language barrier? Yeah, so like I noticed that I sometimes have a hard time like kind of relating. Um, so, and I think up to this moment too, I mean, I feel like I still have sometimes a hard time relating and I really like, I love being able to In order for me to connect, I feel like I have to be able to relate in some way. Yeah. So it was very hard for me. And I kept to like my little like one friend that was from like uh, Guatemala. Mm -hmm. And like we both kind of like hit it off and we were like besties. Um, of course. So <laughs> it was just me and her literally. Um, and that was about it. It was hard for me to make other friends. And I felt like I also went through a little like a like a bullying stage of like mean girls um, yeah, and course. so that wasn't fun as well um so I just kind of like tried to stick to like my friend 
my one friend and just go about that because it was just hard. I feel like I couldn't really relate. Do you think it got easier when you went to college or when you got to high school or anything like that? Because I'm, I'm sure by then you were already like speaking yeah. a language. So definitely once I got to, actually once I got to middle school, I felt a little better. Um, but I feel like still my friend groups were always kind of like they either like were of color or they were um, they spoke Spanish. Um, I noticed mm-hmm. that growing up, um, and then I think as I got older, it kind kind of more more open. It depends who the person is and if I can connect with them. Yeah, but yeah. So like, uh, like once I I got to high school, I remember being like a lot feeling a lot better. Like I was just talking normal. Um, some people would say you have an accent, like a little one, but some people wouldn't even notice. Um, and I think because of also my skin color is a little bit lighter yeah. um, than some people expect for like uh, what they would expect as a Peruvian I guess Um, yeah and then I got to college and yeah I mean I tried to stay in kind of like clubs um starting since high school and like Latino clubs because I, I really held like close to like my roots growing up I don't know if it's necessarily something my parents really like pushed for me I don't feel like it I feel like it's just because I grew up you did it on your own yeah I feel like it's something that I grew up in like in because of the fact that I grew up in an area of like full of like Latinos, I don't know. Um, but I really hold tight to that, so I kind of pulled it through. And then at college, I found the Peruvian club, <laughs> and oh, that's so cool! I was, that's like so yeah. specific. <laughs> and out of all the clubs, like I understand like a Latino club because I had one in high school, mm-hmm. like those kinds of things. But like I found a Peruvian club and. I don't feel like I've ever been around so many Peruvians here in the U.S. unless it was like a specific event that my parents and I would go to. Um, but I I found a Peruvian club and it was so cool. Um, I met so many friends and friends like best friends from that group and that I'm still close to and I talk to them all the time. And so that was kind of like. A very happy moment. I mean, we would have potlucks of like Peruvian food. Like we would all bring food. Yeah, yeah. and it because it's it's nice because you're before you're like you can relate to Latinos and everything. But then if you find someone from your same country, you literally have the same traditions, yeah. the same like everything. Yeah. And I feel like there wasn't many chances where I would actually come across a Peruvian. Like overall, in my like last seventeen years here or so, so it was really surprising and really cool and I loved it because the the meaning of kind of the club was to spread the culture um, and to mm-hmm. kind of like teach others about the culture um, so I got on board and I jumped on like the marketing team and it was really fun I loved it and it was great I was so happy with it so my friend group really kind of grew um, at at Davis um so yeah I loved it it was so cool (laughs) how was it like going to Davis I'm sure because you know parents usually come to the U.S. so that we can have a better education and things like did you like going to that school and your program Mm -hmm. and everything so in terms of like 
if I back up a little bit, like choosing my major, I always felt like I had to do like top notch kind of major, like an engineer, the medical yes. field, engineer. <laughs> yep. So I felt like I had to do like a doctor degree or like some kind of in the medical field or engineering. Um, and that's something that my dad really wanted for me, especially. My mm-hmm. mom was like understanding because I feel like she, since she went through it, she's like, you know, it can be kind of hard. Um, and she's like, you know, whatever you choose, I'm, I'm okay. My dad was a little bit more like, you need to do something like that's gonna benefit you like economically and like all this stuff. And so that was kind of like a hard bridge to jump over where you kind of like, because that wasn't like my passion. Like that wasn't my passion. And for that, you're gonna be in it for so many mm-hmm. years. You have to love it. Yeah, and it's something that's really hard. And I give props to people who, you know, go through that kind of degree so I that wasn't my passion that wasn't my calling and I feel like I tried to make it growing up I was like planning because I noticed that whenever I would talk about any kind of medical field or anything my dad's eyes would light up and listen to me like in terms of like what I'm studying Mm -hmm. so that just made me really happy and I wanted to make them happy I wanted them to know that everything they did was worth it so it was really hard um but I think my dad really got to a point of like you know like I want you to do what or it's kind of like okay for you to do what you want like I you know Mm -hmm. and I really appreciated that because then I was able to kind of like you know, figure out what I really wanted to do. And I went for design at Davis. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I love like the marketing, like design world. I really, really love it. Um, And I saw that as opportunity because we are in the Silicon Valley, like my family is. And so my dad was actually pretty proud. He was like, okay, Silicon Valley, like all these companies, he was like, you can work for this company or this company. And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity there, especially in tech with like doing marketing for that yeah so he was like okay okay that doesn't sound bad okay okay and I was like okay (laughs) really guess (laughs) yeah so he was on board and I was like oh my gosh I'm so happy um and so I went through with it and I'm really happy with it I loved like studying and then I think what just really made the most impact was just finding a community like um it was kind of like a home outside of home kind of thing I remember just feeling like so like at home just in that specific club. Was it far from where you were living at the time? Um, Yes. So I'm in the Bay and Davis is kind of it was always like around a two hour drive. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure that community really helped a lot. Yeah, it helped so, so much. Um, And because it was also the first time I was moving out from my parents. And I feel like that's hard for a lot of like Latino communities and I'm sure other communities as well. Um, So it was really hard. I remember the first time that they brought me and they dropped me off, like everybody cried. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, of course, especially since you're their firstborn. So it was really hard and I moved out and it was really hard. I kind of like, I mean, I maintained the relationship. I called my parents like every day, every time I would go walk to school or walk on campus, I would be calling my mom like every day. And it wasn't so bad though, honestly, I kind of adjusted to it. I really actually like change. I think the older that I got, I really appreciated change more. So I adjusted to it pretty well, but I feel like it, I, it wouldn't have been that easy without 
the the club without the Peruvian okay. club, which I actually found out about the club like maybe like a couple of days like orientation um like of this big event that they had not orientation but like a little big event that they had yeah. um before classes actually started is when i met one peruvian wow yeah and he's the one that told me about the club so it was pretty quick like it's not something that i kind of like you know had a hard time fitting in and then that's nice yeah because it's not like you were like a sophomore, junior struggling. It's like you did it from the jump. Yeah, and I also transferred. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I was a transfer student. Oh, no, yeah, no. yeah. So I went to community college first. Oh, okay, um, nice. And it's something that I feel like it's a really good thing to do. Honestly, I did the same thing. It was my. I loved yeah, it. I yeah, I loved it. Honestly, I was also um, home for a longer time. And then I also mm -hmm. feel like a, th there's a lot of money saving in that. Um, so much cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So I really liked it. Um, and yeah, it was really nice to just find a community. I feel like that's really what kind of was the base. And also one of the um, Peruvians, Margo, the one that uh, has her the Ceviche podcast. You guys should listen to it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, she actually, she had the same major as me. And she oh, was. Cool. Oh, yes, you did yeah, mention so that. She, yeah, so she actually, when I met her, um, she told me, she turns out she was in one of my classes, but the classes are so big sometimes that I was like, I've never seen you before. Yeah. So, yeah, it turns out she had the same major. We were both Peruvian. We were both in the club. So, um, me and her did like design and marketing for the club. Me and her like would like do a lot of things involving the club. And, you know. So, you like found your person. Yeah, she was kind of like my go to. Like, and she eventually when we moved out of our first place i actually moved like right below her so we would spend so much time together like she was she lived right above me and i lived right below um with our own roommates but yeah it was it was really fun and then i met some other friends as well and i think something that was really cool um was that we actually spent thanksgiving with like i got we really wanted to involve kind of our parents you know mm -hmm. so we spent things i spent a couple of thanksgiving and it was really cool because our parents got to know each other turns out my dad knows somebody that um one of my friends dads knows from the town that we're from like it was so crazy oh, cool. so we were able to create kind of this also little community for my for our parents so it was so cool. <laughs> it's actually interesting that you say that because I feel like, you know, our parents come here and like we can make friends in school and stuff, but then for them, it's so mm -hmm. difficult. It's like, okay, they can do it at jobs and things like that, but they were already had their friend groups back home and now they're here and they're like, what? I guess yeah. we'll just have each other kind of thing. Yeah. That's really awesome that you guys did yeah, that. I think it's so, so cool. And it, I don't know. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm, like, thinking back, and I'm, like, the closest thing in school that we had was just, like, Latino mm -hmm. clubs, but we never really – and that was in college. We didn't have mm -hmm. anything in high school. In high school, the high school that I went to was, like, predominantly, like, a white community. Yeah. And then in college, I saw it. But there's not really that many Ecuadorians mm -hmm. here that I – because I'm Ecuadorian, yeah. so I don't know. I think, like, in school, I learned that a lot of them are in Chicago, which is cool. But, yeah, that's an interesting point that you touch on. But my other question what is something that you think you are so thankful for that you benefited it here that you don't think you would have been able to do in Peru besides your education mm -hmm. that's a really good question <laughs> um I mean I guess I could say the lifestyle 
okay. could be part of it. Um, I feel like I benefited off of that. Um, things like driving, honestly. I feel like my dad always tells me, like, I don't know if he would have driven in Peru. Like, out of all, out of all the cousins that I have, like, maybe one like learned how to drive out of the girls um yeah. <laughs> but yeah like speaking english so well like being able to drive um traveling overall like i feel like i've traveled within the u.s a lot um and i love that so i wouldn't have been able i feel like i wouldn't have been able to do that as much um mm -hmm. yeah like my education um meeting the people that i got to meet i mean and that's just probably the biggest impact because I really love meeting new people and making the connections. Yeah. So that as well. Um, what else? The lifestyle overall. I mean, the lifestyle is different. I don't feel like the things that I have, I would have had over there at all. And yeah, I think those are kind of like the things that I can think of at the moment. But yeah, it would like it kind of opened your eyes to more things yeah. that exist out no, there. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of that, do you think you would have been a vlogger and everything if you would have like in Peru? Like, do you hear your cousins talking about that, like YouTube channels and things like that? I honestly, I feel like I might have not. To be honest, I I honestly have no idea what I would be doing right now. Well, actually, I do have an idea. I feel like I would be working in a restaurant, like with my, my grandparents, I would be working with their restaurant, um, maybe like helping manage that and stuff since my grandparents are getting older. I feel like that's would have been like my venture. I guess it's a little mm -hmm. businessy, which is kind of what I want, but I don't feel like I would have like started a YouTube channel or been a vlogger. I mean, maybe, you know, I feel like I would have still love to take pictures of things and moments and stuff. And maybe I would have yeah. still recorded things but I don't know if I would have actually become a vlogger and mm -hmm. started a podcast like I really don't know because I really found kind of YouTube when I was bored and alone <laughs> like yeah um, in your room yeah here and I feel like over there like life gets so busy and crazy I mean here too but I feel like I would have I don't feel like I would have found like YouTube Honestly, I feel like I would have probably not found it. I would have, I'd probably be working in a restaurant uh, with my grandparents, helping them out. That's like a cool venture, though, you know, to think about. Yeah. But speaking of, I know earlier you mentioned like you almost people like didn't really recognize that you were Peruvian because of your skin and stuff. But do you think that space like in YouTube or whatever, like the representation isn't really there in terms of Latinx people? Or how was it like growing up knowing that? Um, your skin is lighter. Like, do you think you kind of related to that discrimination that exists or not really? Um, I feel like I, I didn't really much. I feel like I had, or I still have some kind of privilege because of my skin color. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still like Latina. I still speak Spanish and all that stuff. And I was born in Peru, but I feel like I still have some kind of privilege. And I honestly feel like I felt that growing up as well okay. because, um, I mean, my grandparents worked hard for for the lifestyle that I had, which I noticed I had it better um, than a lot of my other family members. But I also noticed that, um, like, that my skin color was lighter, and a lot of my cousins are very like 
like more dark some are darker you know like it's a mix and i feel like a lot of people picture mm-hmm. peruvians as like i don't know like a, a little bit like dark um mm-hmm. and i felt like i still had some kind of privilege and i still probably do because i feel like privilege like skin color privilege is literally what it is like it's based on skin color yeah so some people sometimes will tell me like that i don't look peruvian or that i don't sound like it um or they just not what i'm just not what a peruvian they think would look like yeah because a lot of people have those stereotypes Mm -hmm. attached to each country or like not just that but like each race you know so i feel like i do have some kind of privilege with my skin color for sure um it's something that I feel like I didn't really, like, I noticed growing up, but I don't feel like it's something that I really, like, something that I really thought about. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think being here, I kind of, being told that sometimes I look like um, I'm American or something, like, um, because my hair can have, like, some, it has a little bit of, like, sometimes it looks a little bit more blonde. Because from my mm-hmm. mom's side, my family is more lighter skinned. And then from my dad's side, my family's more um, darker skinned. Gotcha. And it comes from um, Europeans actually came to Peru. Um, and so there's a mix of that's why Peruvians sometimes look different. And that's why some Peruvians are lighter, some Peruvians are darker. Mm-hmm. And so there's a mix for sure. And I noticed that with my family from my mom's side versus my dad's side. And yeah. My brother is also, like, light-skinned as well. Um, And I feel like my parents, too, are actually not very dark-skinned. They're kind of light-skinned. My dad might be a little bit darker, but, yeah, it's definitely, I feel like, my skin color is definitely a privilege for sure on its own. It's good that you're aware of it because sometimes people don't even try to, not that they don't try to relate, but it's more like they're not aware of the struggles that is attached to people with darker skin, especially now with like everything that happened with like the political climate, you become more conscious about it. But in terms of YouTubers, do you gravitate towards people that are Latinx or do you just watch whoever? That's a very good question. I actually was thinking about um, the kind of people that I watch and like the other day, like because I was going through my subscribers list that I'm subscribed to and like why I like them or why I'm subscribed to them and like what I mentioned before it's hard for me to relate to more like uh, light-skinned people like I guess white people I guess Um, yeah so it's hard for me to relate to them so I noticed that a lot of my like people that I watch are not very like are not white or there's like maybe like one and I feel like it kind of connects to real life I mean I have friends who are white but it's like uh, I feel like my friend group like my close friend group I can't find like a person who's like white so I think it just it's based on the connection that I make with them like and the relation that I can make I feel like that's something that I hold very close so I feel like there's a lot of great white people trust me I have this cool white friend that she's so cool she's super funny I love her she's hilarious um and I love like seeing her hang out with her every once in a while um but I feel like for some reason I just gravitate towards like people who are of color or people who are um no Spanish like I just people who you can relate to yeah people I can relate to and I love that so I feel like the people that I watch I guess in terms of how the, the way that they look they're you know they have kind of similar looks to how I do um 
and I guess that's just what I gravitate towards like it's so interesting you know like diversity I think I honestly don't think I became aware of it until I got Mm -hmm. older then I was like okay I'm only watching the same Mm -hmm. people and like these people don't look like me and they talk about the same things and it's like I can relate and like it's so Mm -hmm. annoying and so then I think I made it a point to make sure that I like diversify my content and everything because now I'm like I don't want to be seeing the same things on Instagram over and over and so the more that I thought about it the more that I seeked out like that representation but it's also interesting because not a lot of at least I haven't been able to find a lot of Latinx on the space especially like one of my main interests is fitness Mm -hmm. and a lot of the people that are sponsored by those big brands are pretty much like white you know so it's interesting to think about that no that's very true I feel like based on the way that they look uh, the people that I'm subscribed to they're they might look like Latin, but in reality, I feel like the people that I find online are, there's, I don't know if it's my subscription, like, options that they give me, but there's not a lot. I feel like there's probably one that, or two um, Latin people that, Mm -hmm. Latin girls that I'm subscribed to that I really love their content. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like we're we're still not the most represented still. Um, Yeah. But breaking barriers and yes. trying to get through that. <laughs> but do you think that also plays a part in your kind of your dating life? I know you mm-hmm. you have a boyfriend, but was that important to have someone that was Latino? I'm, I'm, now I'm assuming that he is because you say his name he is Cesar. Okay. Well, he, he was born here um, in the U.S., but he his parents are from Mexico. Okay. Um, so, yeah, honestly, I always gravitated towards, I always wanted to date somebody who spoke Spanish. I really did. I feel like it's something that I, because when I think about dating, I think about settling down eventually, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of, depends on the dating life, but I kind of really was at a point where I was, okay, whoever I'm dating next, hopefully it'll be the one. And therefore I want them to speak Spanish because I want my kids to speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of like for that effect. um, So yeah, I really want it. And also because of the communication between the person and my parents. Yeah, that's such a big thing. Yeah. And there's just like, I'm just surrounded by so much Spanish and like my life, like the music that I love, like the, you know, like the culture, things that I want to share with my partner from my childhood. They're like really Spanish things, Spanish jokes, Spanish, you know, memories based. And yeah. so I wanted that. I, I really wanted that. Um, for my partner to like understand and to you know assimilate and connect to and to have that connection so I really wanted um, a Spanish-speaking partner and that's just something that I really really I felt like I held to Um, I felt like it wasn't like fully enforced like if you don't speak Spanish I can't date you kind of thing I don't feel like it was like that but more just like it would be so great if you could speak Spanish yeah and that was your interest (laughs) yeah that was my interest (laughs) that's actually awesome though that at least like you guys have different heritages Mm -hmm. like or different cultures like you're Peruvian and he's Mexican so you get a little bit of both while also being able to have that connection of speaking Spanish and everything And I remember when our parents met, um, when we had dinner, they were um, also talking about like, you know, their own kind of wording of things where, you know, each culture at the end of the day has kind of like their own words for certain things. They say things yes. differently. So it was yeah. interesting also to see them like, oh, like, it's frijoles or it's frijoles, like, you know, like kind of like things, uh, words yeah. that they would say and then also like other things. So it was interesting. It was really interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. I know you just mentioned music. So at the end of every episode, I like to ask 
every guest like what your favorite artist is like um especially if they're latinx Mm -hmm. and it would be cool if you know anyone from your country because i think that's awesome that we hear like the mainstream ones Mm -hmm. from like you know the the reggaeton artists but sometimes it's interesting to figure out if there's artists in your own country Mm -hmm. but also then your favorite dish (gasps) okay there's so many great food out there but it's also particular to each country Mm Uh, okay, so favorite artist from Peru. The one that I can think of is Gian Marcos. Um, he's the one that I okay. can think of because um, that's the one that I feel like I've heard a lot uh, because a lot of the uh, Spanish artists that I grew up when I was little, I'm not sure if they're actually Peruvian. Sometimes we would listen from like, um, I know like Basilos. Basilos, I don't, yeah. Yes, I don't know if they're like, I don't think they're Peruvian though, but like that's kind of like the music that I grew up with though. Yeah. And in terms of dishes, this is hard because Peruvian food is obviously my favorite food in the world, but it's like they have so many things that like, let's see. I mean, we have a pretty good ceviche. Um, I love ceviche. I love. Um, I love a lot of the, the seafood part of Peru because I grew up on the coast yes. and my grandparents spoke like they cooked like a lot of seafood. So I recently went to a, a Peruvian restaurant mm-hmm. that I didn't know it was in my town mm-hmm. and I went with my family and my parents love seafood. So they got the soup and there was octopus in mm-hmm. it and like things like that. And I was like, wait, I didn't know this mm-hmm. was like a Peruvian thing because I, I, I just wasn't yeah. aware of that. So that's awesome. There's a lot of um, variety, I feel like, in the Peruvian culture um, of their food. So I love ceviche. I love uh, lomo saltado. Um, it's so good. Um, my grandpa would prepare this um, dish called a la cubana. Um, I'm not mm. sure if that's fully fully Peruvian, um, but he it's like a, a, a dish that I really love as well. It has like fried plantains, some rice, like some breaded um, steak, a little egg. It's so good. Um, I love like oyuquito. Um, it's another one. There's so many. There's so much food. Those are yeah. definitely some of my <laughs> favorites. Yeah, those are definitely some of them. Oh my God. Yeah, now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks so much for coming on. Do you want to share where everyone can find you? So if, you know, they want to hear your podcast or watch your videos. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on though like I loved this it was so fun and I'm so excited for oh your God, podcast and to see all the episodes <laughs> I love listening to podcasts um and yeah so like my YouTube is just Alexandra Martinez if you guys want to check it out and working really hard on my YouTube yes um, girl vlogmas <laughs> I see your posts you're doing great um and then like my podcast is a lovely space podcast so I try to interview um like people who are starting different businesses or any kind of um, topic that they want to share about and then I have my Instagram it's just Alex like with six e's um and two x's and a little like underscore um but yeah that's about it and support her support this podcast oh my gosh you're so nice I saw your Instagram thing and I was crying inside I was like that's so nice (laughs) no I'm so excited for you (laughs) oh my god no yeah thank you but everyone please go check out Alex her content is great and she works really really mm-hmm. hard too and everything she puts out is always so positive i love oh, seeing it on you. my feed that, that makes me so happy <laughs> <laughs> but thanks so much for listening make sure you follow the instagram at mezcla latina pod that's pod and make sure you tune in every wednesday for a new episode to learn more about la mezcla más rica thanks guys Bye.